Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Facebook Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. <sighs> I think our uh, I think our magical little run is over, fam. Uh, I tried to keep hope alive. I always, you know, recognize that chances were uh, slim to say the least that they were going to be able to pull this thing off. But this one, I, I don't know if they can get back from this one. Uh, they had an uphill battle to begin with. Um, you know, you get a big momentum win against a team like the Capitals after they beat you last week. You get Carter Hart coming back. You hope to rally around that. The Capitals are just a better team than the Flyers. That's all there is to it. They're just a better team, and uh, Flyers didn't execute. Uh, they just didn't do any of the things they really needed to do if they were going to, you know, pull off an upset, which it is an upset. Um, you know, hockey is a sport that's played 82 times a year. Bad teams beat good teams. It happens. But Flyers caps, the caps are favored, you know. Um, you can't turn the puck over like they did. Uh, Carter Hart coming back was rusty. They just didn't generate nearly enough. What was the shot total? Did they – 24 shots? Yeah, I mean, that's that's crazy low. Um Scoreless on the power play. They did score shortly after one of the power plays. Um, one of, And another one was like 30 seconds, 34 seconds, whatever the hell it was, um, when they canceled out a, a Caps power play. But, yeah, just not enough. Not enough from the Fly guys tonight. Now, what are there, 12 games left? I just uh, – I don't see it now. I just don't see a possibility to come back from this one. Um Jake being out really hurts them, especially against a team with the firepower of Washington, especially on the power play. Like I said, power play not exactly uh, the most effective tonight. One positive I'll take away from this, and then we'll get to your stuff, because I don't know how long I'm going to go tonight. I think people are just kind of eh on this one, and I don't blame them. I can't say I feel much different. Um, one positive I'll take away from this one, though, when you see how the Flyers have matched up with the Capitals the last couple of games, uh, the last two times they've played them, when you look at how the last game against the Lightning went, uh, these were games that were played while the Flyers were playing, uh, were winning games. You know, it's not like they're in a 10-game losing streak and just ended up losing to one of these guys. Um, when you see how they match up with a team like Washington, the positive I'll take away from it is that Hopefully the front office sees, while yes, this second half run uh, was good, we saw a lot of players start to come into their own, a lot of the young guys, uh, you know, Jake really turned around a, a subpar season for himself, Giroux got it going again after a little bit of a lull through all of January, um, hopefully when they look at this they go, we are further away than this run would have maybe some others believe. Uh, we still do need more firepower up front. We probably have to go get a uh, another defenseman who can play top four minutes. These are these are necessary additions. I, I think they need to go out and get at least two forwards who can play in your top nine, um, including, you know, a 2C, which I have talked about uh, at length in the last few episodes. So hopefully, if nothing else – these games serve as a measuring stick for the front office to say this is what we need to get to because to me next season next season is about taking the step forward they were supposed to take this year which means 
you are supposed to challenge for the division next year. You need to win or at least be within a few points of the team that wins the division, which means you look at that Washington team that has now blown you out a couple times in a row. They made the last one interesting. I'll give them that, but Washington has beaten you up pretty good a few times now. Uh, I think you need to look at how far you are from a Washington, how far you are from a Tampa, how far you are from San Jose, and say, okay, uh, we do have a lot of work to do. It's not a couple of pieces. Well, a couple of pieces, yes, but they're big pieces. You know, it's 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 a 2C. It's a third-line winger who's a really good third-line winger uh, to put with JVR and hopefully whoever that – uh, other middle six C is, you know, it's, it's, it's hopefully another top four defenseman. These are big pieces that hopefully bring this team along. And of course, in the steps forward that you're hoping the young kids take the steps forward that obviously we're hoping Carter Hart takes. Um, last thing I'll say is I hope Carter Hart, uh, Man, I know that he's coming off an injury. I know it's a back-to-back, so it's probably not the smartest thing in the world. I think they've already said Brian Elliott's getting the start tomorrow. After a game like tonight, I would like to see Hart get right back out on it, you know? Uh, He's not going to, and it's probably the smarter thing not to play him on a back-to-back in this situation. And Toronto is another team with a lot of firepower. Um, They can beat your defense up pretty good. So it might not be the smartest idea, but I would love to get this kid out there and just say, we didn't, we've lost no confidence in you. You're still the guy here. Have a back to back. I wouldn't hate it is what I'm saying. Uh, you have three goalies on the roster. You don't need to do it. I'm just saying for him, I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world. All right, now let's get to your stuff. Let's see what you all have to say. Like I said, I don't plan on going an hour tonight. You know, I say that a lot and sometimes I do anyway, uh, but, Let's see what you all have to say. Bill, your attempt at fly, uh, making the Flyers sound more exciting than explosive diarrhea makes me totally LOL. Don't know what that means, but okay. Uh, sure need a lot more sandpaper to beat a team like that. Typical start as well. Yeah, I think they just need more firepower to beat a team like that. Uh, you can – I think – I. Yes, you need grit and you need toughness. Uh, I I would love a a good checking fourth line, but a checking fourth line to me is, you know, Lawton, Hartman, and another guy. Um, I I just think you need more firepower, and without Jake tonight, it's especially evident. Um, uh, They do need to play tougher. I will say that, and I think a lot of our young defensemen will become more physical as – as they learn the game more, you know, you, you take more physical risks. Uh, you're more willing to mix it up. I think once you're a bit more acclimated as Sandheim and Myers, um, start to get more acclimated. I think we'll see them play more physically as well. Power play looked terrible. Yeah. Not a great night for the power play. Jake being out was devastating. It certainly hurts. Uh, now, you know, they, they had Jake in the lineup last time they played, uh, last time they played Washington and they still lost. So, I'm not saying they lost tonight because Jake was out. That's not why they lost. But you have a much better chance uh, to be in the game with Jake Voracek. I think that was pretty obvious tonight. We still have a chance, though. I'm serious. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's until it's mathematically over, there's a chance. Uh, I just kind of think this was the one. And you got to go to Toronto now, and you have some games against some teams that are uh, – that are ahead of you in Pittsburgh and and Montreal coming up. Um, 
I just don't like the way this schedule is going to shake out. Um, I kept the hope, man. I, I, I'm still, I'm still rooting for them. Obviously, I would love to see them win out and make the playoffs. But I just, uh, I think this is the one. I think this was the nail in the coffin tonight. Personally, would love to be wrong. Would love to be wrong. You think Hart needs to go back down? Why? What the, what the hell's the point of that? Play, play worse, play against worse shooters. I don't care if he gets lit up for the rest of the season. It's all about reps. It's all about seeing this. I want him to see everything. Him playing in the AHL does nothing for his start in the NHL next year. I need him to start in the NHL game one next season, and I need him to be the franchise goalie. Sending him to the AHL does nothing to help that. That's pointless. Coaching chains. They need someone to wrangle these guys. I, I Listen, I'm not advocating for keeping Scott Gordon. I want obviously coach Q I've said if they keep if they end up keep keep Jesus Christ if they end up keeping Gordon uh I, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world but they didn't lose tonight because the coach they lost tonight because Washington is much better yeah I don't believe this is a lost season because you saw so many young players coming to their own this year we have enough draft picks we were never going to get a one or a two pick it just wasn't happening it's pointless to bottom out there's no rebuilding this thing from the ground up, we're too far along. That's that's useless as well. Sure would be nice if they warmed up Hart with the Ottawa game. Yeah, I thought the same thing. It seemed like a good chance to get Hart in, uh, you know, against freaking Ottawa. It, it will get him warmed up, and then you have him for one of these two back-to-backs. Even if it's not tonight, you get to play him in Toronto. Um, I, I don't know what the thinking was. Maybe they just wanted to give him one more day. I, they said he was healthy. Uh, they said he was healthy over the weekend, so I, I don't really know what the thinking was there, especially considering the workload Elliott has carried lately. Now, they won the Senators game, but you're supposed to beat the freaking Senators. Uh, but I would have liked to see them work him in earlier and not have his first game be against the Capitals. However, that's just not the way things shake out all the time. I know they're in a, they're technically in a playoff race, so you want to put yourself in the best opportunity to win each night. But I don't, you know, I just want Hart to see everything because he's a kid to me who learns and will adapt and will move on. So as long as he just gets the reps, I think he'll be fine. That's that's what I've taken from everything I've heard about him, from everything I've seen from him. Um, I just, it doesn't necessarily really bother me that they didn't put him in against Ottawa and his first game is against Washington with Alex freaking Ovechkin and all that. But it is annoying, especially considering how hard, uh, how hard our last coach rode the goalies and the, uh, the impact it had on them. It was negative. Uh, I would have liked to see them maybe ease him in against Ottawa, but Still, at the end of the day, uh, he, he's going to have to play against good teams at some point or another. And as long as he just learns and moves forward, I don't really care if he lets in a bunch of goals right now. Jesus, why don't I just click? Get out of here. Notification. Toronto's going to crush us. We're going to fall further and further into the standings. We get eliminated from postseason the end. All right. I mean, okay. But, like, they were never – they were in last place at one point this season. Like, the fact that we even got to talk playoffs says a lot about Nolan Patrick and Oscar Lindblom and Travis Sanheim and that whole group of guys who really came together uh, for this for this stretch. Um, 
they have to put it together next year. That's absolutely true. But I think this is a good. Uh, I think this is a good running start for them heading into next season. Jake was hurt the last time they played Washington. Was he out? I thought that was. Uh, I think you might be right there, Matthew. Shit. Line A will be the realistic option offer sheet. I think he'd be perfect here. More of a chance he signs it than the rest. I just think I think Winnipeg is able to I to me, Toronto is the team in cap trouble. That's the one you can back into a corner. That's why I wanna I wanna target Braden Point. I think Winnipeg and Toronto and um Colorado are in much better uh I think they're in better situations to be able to match. Um it's gonna take some move it's gonna take moving some moving pieces to uh to be able to keep Braden Point there. I'm just happy Heart Wars Stadium series pads, those things were too sick not to wear this season. Absolutely. Yeah. Bill, do you think Chuck will look at Coach Q a little harder after this season? I, I mean they're gonna they're gonna try to bring him in. That's I think that's um I think it's a foregone conclusion that they're going to pursue uh, Joel Quenville. Now, he's going to have his pick of jobs. There's going to be plenty of teams looking to hire him. Uh, like, like I've said, if we can get him, get him. Uh, if, if not, have an interview process, have a big coaching search, and if it turns out Gordon's the guy, I'm fine with it. But I don't think, I don't think what happens in this last month or so is going to uh, – determine how hard they pursue uh, Q, I think they're just going to do it regardless. And it's up to him whether he wants the job or not. Lawton with some Richards-esque hustle, hustle moments tonight. When people talk about sandpaper, Scotty is what I'm looking for. Talented and tough, but smart. I hope in future runs, uh, Lawton is part of the depth. I don't think there are many better in that role. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm a fan of Scott Raw. I mean, Jesus, I cannot speak tonight. My mouth is just betraying me. Um, I am a fan of Scott Lawton. I am very much a fan of Scott Lawton in a fourth line role. Like I said, if it's him and Hartman and another decent enough role player next year, uh, if it's someone from the Phantoms like Nak, uh, Rubstov, whatever, that's cool with me. Uh, I just uh, that's where I want him. I. I He's, he's doing well in this third-line role, and he's moving up and down, and they kind of have a fluid situation with their forwards because of the injuries, suspensions, and everything that's happened over the last, uh, over the last couple of weeks. But I, I really like him when you have all 12 of your forwards. I like him being your 10th or 11th best forward, personally. So glad to see the puck bouncing Lawton's way. He's played hard all season but seems snake-bitten. Yeah, he had that real long goal drought. But, uh, yeah, he's been – he's really starting. He's another one. Um, what's he, 20 – is he even 26 yet? I think he's 25, right? Where are you, Scotty? Where are you? 24. He'll be 25 in May. Damn. Okay, so he is even younger than I thought. Yeah, uh, he's another one of these young guys who's uh, really coming to his own this year and I think has carved out a role for himself. Um, it might only be 10 minutes a night, but Scott Lawton can play for my team anytime. We've been rebuilding since Lindros. If I was a season ticket holder, I'd be done. Well, Laura, that's completely uh, factually incorrect. They had a cup contending team from 07-08 to, uh, let's call it 2010-11, really. Uh, and then, you know, 
things went awry, but they had a cup contending team then. They had a cup contending team in 2004. I mean, that's just factually incorrect. Uh, at this point, the Caps can probably go in and repeat a cup performance and win another cup. No, they, they're absolutely – the Washington Capitals are very much in contention uh, to go back-to-back. Back. That's – yeah, definitely. But you got to measure yourself against the best. And when you're measuring yourself against the Capitals, uh, they're pretty far away right now. Thoughts on off-season rumors, Panarison and Carlson. Can it really happen? Uh, Panar- Did I just call him Panarison? Jeez, Panarin and Carlson. My God. I am struggling tonight, fam. I'm like the Flyers themselves. Uh, I think they're going to take a run at uh, several of the big names. Who, whoever, I think Panarin's more, more of an option now that Mark Stone's off the market. Uh, to me, the number one priority needs to be a centerman, whether it's a free agent or via a trade. Um, a restricted free agent? That would be fun. Uh, but any, I think center is the, the primary position they need to focus on because the center makes a whole line better. Centers make lines. Um, I want a guy who can play 2C. That's my, that's my focus, is a, an effective second-line center. Uh, and if Nolan Patrick jumps him because he's great, that's an awesome problem to have. You all know how much I love Carlson. I really thought, you know, this whole time I've thought he's just going to take the eight years in San Jose and be done with it. I'm starting to wonder. The injuries have really started to uh, – I'm not worried about him injury-wise, although I do think he's, um, he's a guy you have to manage. Like, I would, I would have no problem uh, just if they admitted off the bat, we're going to play him 70 games a year, Eric Carlson. Like, we're going to manage him and get what we can out of him and have him ready to go, make sure he's Eric freaking Carlson when the playoffs come around. Um, that uh, The more time – I really thought Carlson was going to sign that deal as soon as the trade deadline passed. I thought as soon as he was eligible for the eight years from San Jose, he was just going to sign it. But now I'm wondering. Now I'm starting to wonder uh, what's going to happen there. And if he hits the market, my God, there's nothing I would like more than Eric Carlson. Um when you look at the free agent defensemen, we talked about this a little on uh, on Wednesday, on yesterday's show. Yeah, on Wednesday. Um, when you get past Carlson, there's nobody I really care to spend money on. Jake Gardner's there. Do you really want Jake Gardner? Is that something that's gonna? Yeah, okay. Now we've now we're set on D. He's good. I like him. He's uh, you know, in certain situations, I would absolutely take him on my team. But I don't know. Is he a fit for what they're looking for? Is he? Uh, like, does he really – how much does he really improve this blue line? Uh, so, uh, listen, I'm all for making a splash this offseason. I went one or two uh, pretty decent, you know, pretty big free agents. Um, they, I think they can afford it even after some of the uh, some of their own housekeeping they have to take care of with their own restricted free agents and such. But we'll see. Uh, I definitely think they're going to pursue – I definitely think they're going to pursue at least one of – uh, the big names, and we'll see where it goes from there. <laughs> How sick was Giroux's attempt to score from behind the net? That was ridiculous. He tried the Michigan shorthanded in an NHL game. That was, oh, man. I, they said when I, I couldn't really tell what he went for in, uh, in real time. I was like, what did he just do? And uh, and JJ mentioned, and he's like, oh, he tried that lacrosse move. It's like, no way that he tried to pull the Michigan in this situation, but – Sure enough, he did. Uh, Claude Giroux is just, man, is he fun. Is he fun? Uh, do you think Gudis will be a flyer next year 
with the decent season he's had. I, he's under contract for one more year. The only way I'm trading Radko Gudis is uh, if if someone offers me, um, you know, uh, a pretty crazy overpay. You know, um, I, yeah, teams do wild things on draft day, but um, Radko Gudis, especially you know, in a uh, in like a fourth or a fifth defenseman role. Um, uh, there's absolutely no reason to trade him. The whole idea is to get better, and you're not supposed to subtract. Um, I want this team to be good, and I don't see many other options. Uh, I don't see who's gonna who's gonna come in and be better than him, even if they bring in another defenseman. You know, uh, I don't see any reason unless someone offers you something you can't possibly turn down. I don't see any reason to move on from Radko right yet. Just imagine adding Morgan Frost and Joel Farabee to this core of young guys. And Drew, Jake, and Coots. Listen, I'm excited about Frost. I'm looking forward to seeing what Farabee's going to be. He's really come on after a slow start to his freshman year. Um, Morgan Frost, obviously, has been incredible for two years now. Um, I'm excited to see what they're going to be, but I'm no longer depending on, oh, yeah, when this guy gets here and when this guy gets here. I have no idea when they're going to get here. We Samuel Moran was a 2013 first-round pick. We haven't seen him. Travis Sanheim, 2014 first-round pick. We're just starting to see him consistently. Like, I, yeah, I'm i not – I want to go out and get players who make this team better right now. If Morgan – again, if Morgan Frost makes this team out of camp, if he's that damn good that he's going to just make the jump, that's a good problem to have. It's awesome to have a lot of good players. Um, I, I'm just not depending on it. I'm not building my offseason – around the idea of, well, obviously Morgan Frost is going to come in and be a difference maker immediately. I don't know that. I don't know. Claude Giroux wasn't even a difference maker right away. Um, he was good. He was definitely good, and he was in a role. It was a pretty stacked team that he joined, so he was in a third-line role. Um, and I expect Frost to kind of get the same treatment in terms of uh, – I don't think he's going to make the team out of camp, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him shortly after Christmas. That's kind of the time frame I'm looking at. But, again, brand-new regime, so you don't really know what their thoughts are. You don't know what their assessments are of uh, of all these, even the guys who are in-house, you know. Um, a couple of months ago, we had a coach convinced that M Mark Friedman was closer to the NHL than Phil Myers. Phil Myers is here. I haven't heard Mark Friedman's name since camp. I mean, I know uh, I'm not disparaging Mark Friedman. He might end up being a pretty nice player one day. Just saying, look how that turned out. I don't know what this new regime uh, feels about certain guys, but it's another thing we just got to wait and find out on. Sebastian Ajo and Patrick Laine offer sheet either. I, I'm, I'm cool with Ajo. Um, I don't know if you're going to get him. That's a, uh, that's to me the one to really target is Braden Point. That's the one I think you can steal. We can talk about all for sheets all we want, but no GM is going to do it, especially not Chucky. I think this is the year we see them uh, because we do have one an excellent class of restricted free agents. Uh, two, I think if there aren't a couple of all for sheets. Um, the players have a real case for collusion. I think next next labor agreement coming up, I think the players have a real case to make if uh, 
every GM in the league has decided they're not going to take every available avenue to improve their team. I think the players have a case there. And I, if I'm the commissioner, I'm not telling teams to offer sheet, but I'm definitely saying, guys, let's not just kind of say, let's not make it look like this is an agreed upon thing that we're just not going to do it to each other anymore. Um, and also, Paul Holmgren has a little bit more say these days, so we'll see. JVR is on a 30-goal pace. I don't really know why you're complaining about trading for JVR. I mean, he's having a good year. He missed some games. He scored tonight. Like, he's a goal scorer. He scores goals. That's what he does. This team's problem is not James Van Reems, though. The Canadians lost to the Isles. Well, that's good. If Giroux would have scored that goal, he would have achieved God-tier status. I, yeah, he's, it would have been an awesome highlight. Uh, he's got some... He's got some incredible goals the last few years. That dude, Jesus. Why would you want why do you want JVR playing defense? He's a goal scorer. Why would you want to like Evander Kane? I'm good on Evander Kane. I mean, let him be out there. Let him just go be on the West Coast. I'm I'm all set on Evander Kane. We need free agents that are NHLers. Hextall signed the losers of the world like Weiss. Uh, you know, Weiss just didn't work out, but he was supposed to be a nice bottom six forward. It just didn't work out. He'd been good other places. He's just, I don't know, done. I, that one's, it's perplexing. Um, uh, he was not good. Uh, he had a decent, you know, first half of this season, uh, especially compared to, you know, what he'd done in his first two years uh, in orange and black. Um, it just didn't work out. I don't blame Hextall for that one. I more blame just, like, giving Dave Hackstall the toys of, like, Yuri Laterra and Brandon Manning and things like that. Like, not taking away those toys, I think, is where Hextall really fell short in that area. As a Flyers fan, what is your assessment? What is your honest assessment on the season Tom Wilson is having? Would have loved it. Uh, would have loved... If Simmons went there on deadline, I don't know what those two things. Um, I loved. I'm a big Tom Wilson fan. I am. I often say on a, on Ice Sport Radio, I am probably the biggest Tom Wilson fan that isn't a Washington Capitals fan. I just like the guy's game. Uh, he goes over the line all the time, and he gets punished for it. Uh, I think this sport needs bad guys. Like he's just a guy who te- who you root against and you freaking hate. Like I just think. Hockey needs more guys like him, not more because they're somewhat dangerous, but I think it's good for the sport to have guys like him and Brad Marchand who you like want to see get their asses kicked. And uh, the fact that Wilson's kind of turned it on as a player, he's not just a scrub out there cross-checking people in the back of the neck. Um, he scores goals, he plays in the top six. Uh, I, I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Tom Wilson's game. Again, you know, he can be dirty. He can absolutely be dirty and he can be a dumb son of a bitch and dangerous. And he deserves everything that comes his way in terms of supplemental discipline, but that doesn't make him ineffective. He's pretty effective. I like how everyone is dunking on one of the guys that scored tonight. (laughs) Like JVR is there to score goals. He's scoring goals this year. I, I don't know. I, like his job is to score goals. He scores goals. I move ghost to wing and only play point on the power play. You realize he'd be worse on offense. Like his whole game is predicated on time and space, and like he'd have less of it if he played offense. I 
it doesn't make sense to me, the idea that you want to move a guy like Ghost to wing. Do you see Quenville coming here in the offseason? Do I actually think it's going to happen? The Flyers have Comcast money to spend, so if they just really want to go the Phillies route and go stupid money with, like, if they really, really want Quenville, um, I think they can get him. How badly do they want to outbid everybody? I don't know. I don't know what Chuck Fletcher's assessment is of that situation. I'm just hoping that this Scott Gordon thing, listen, like I said, if they can't get Coach Q, and then they have a big interview process. They bring in a lot of – I don't want to just rip the interim tag off Gordon and give him the job. That would bother me. But if they have an interview process, if they bring in a bunch of people with different perspectives, ask them what they think of this team, ask them what they what they think they're going to do with this team, ask what they think the plan should be moving forward, if Scott Gordon – Blows them away. Like, if he is clearly the guy, I'll have no problem if they name him the coach after that scenario playing out. Um, but do I think Quenville's coming here? No. No. Um, if I had to put money on it, I'd say he's not. Uh, that's not to say I don't, like, I don't think it's impossible. Uh, like, I, I think it's a... Uh, 45% chance we get Q. Yeah, I, like I'm giving the field 65%, you know. Uh, I, I definitely think it's within the realm of possibility. Uh, but if you're going to ask me today, do I think he's going to be the coach of the Philadelphia Flyers, I'm going to bet against it. Um, I want him. I, I've been talking about him for months. I very badly want Joel Quenville to coach this team. Um, but I just think – Honestly, I just think he's going to have his pick of jobs. And when you're one of however many teams that are going to be courting him, your odds are just mathematically low. Um, So we'll see. I want him. I would bet against it at this point. Did you think Sanheim struggled today outside of that misclearing attempt that led to a goal? I think everybody kind of struggled today. He had that one play where they highlighted it um, at intermission. You know, he has the misclear, and that's not really – like, that just shit that – I think I think it was Colby Cohen talked about it. Like, that just happens. You know, the puck rolls off your stick. He did try to make the safe play. He put it up the boards. It's not like he cleared it up the middle like a dummy and it got intercepted. Um, and then, you know, he loses his man behind him and get he gets the puck, puts it in uh, on that um, side of the net goal. I kind of think just everyone struggled tonight. I think they just were outmatched. It was just a, uh, it was just a bad game. I, I can't really, can't really single any anyone out. I think it was just a bad game overall. Concerning offer sheeting point uh, at the money it would take, that would mean giving up five first round picks. Look at the Flyers' last five first round picks. Uh, would you trade all those guys? No, but I think there's a deal to be worked out. That's the that's always the thing, is there's always another deal to be worked out. Um you can always mess you can always mess with the compensation. That's the that's the baseline for it. But uh you know, when, when they all for sheeted Chris Gratton, it was they got their picks back uh when they sent them what was like um Renberg and Dykehouse. Is that is that what it was, I think? Bill, what offer would you make for Braden Point? Would ten to twelve million per year seal it? 
Yeah, like that's the that's the thing is I don't I don't want to go to like twelve. That is, uh, I think that's just over the top for a guy who, while I think he is very good, um, I think the numbers he's putting up are um, inflated just to do just due to. Look at that freaking team, man. Like, they have Steven Stamkos, and Steven Stamkos isn't their best player. <laughs> like, uh, that team is freaking incredible. Uh, so I don't want to go to 12, but for 10, I'd do 10. Uh, I think I, I think you could do 10, and uh, Tampa would have a hard time. I think Tampa would have a real hard time matching 10. If we rip the interim tag and give it uh, to Gordon, reminds me of Craig Berube. Uh, somewhat. I think <sighs> Barubi just happened to have like a couple of really good players in their prime drag a mediocre team uh, for a little bit. Um, I think Gordon's doing a better job getting the most out of bringing Nolan Patrick and Oscar Lindblom and Travis Sanheim and Phil Myers and Travis Konechny up to the level we expected them to be at all year. You know, um, I, I think that's, to me, the number one thing I credit Scott Gordon with is uh, getting these guys, who we know are good hockey players or else they wouldn't be in this situation, but kind of getting them closer to their potential than they'd shown. And Phil Myers has only been here for a little bit, so I can't really speak uh, to him in terms of consistency or whatever. But getting these guys to hit um, – to play closer to their potential um, consistently, I think, is his biggest testament. We know Sean Couturier is good. We know Jake Voracek's good. We know Claude Giroux is good. It's about these other guys who are supposed to be supplementing this thing that we're building as our, our big core. I think the Flyers have a good chance to get Q. Uh, they do have a huge upside as the roster stands, but also have uh, the cap space to increase their potential next season. Yeah, um... You'd have to sell them on that because I assume they're going to hire a coach before July 1st. But just um, given our roster situation and our financial flexibility, I do think it's a um, I do think it's a desirable job. I don't think we'd be on the bottom of his list. I just think he's going to have his pick of teams. Um, yeah, I. I just think they're going to be a lot of teams courting him. Uh, I, I think the Flyers have a, have a decent chance, but just based on there being six, seven, who knows how many teams that could be making offers just to be like, hey, Q, yeah, our guy's out. Uh, I, you know, I don't think I would put money on him being the Flyers coach, but absolutely possibility. Scroll down, see what we got going. Oh, God damn it, I keep clicking something that brings up, like, Baruby had to deal with Lou Shen and Legless Chemo uh, being his top defense. No, I mean, he didn't have a great roster, but he did have the benefit of, like, Claude Giroux and Jake Voracek in their physical prime. Like, didn't have much else, but I kind of think his success was related more to that than anything. Like, he thought Sean Couturier was a third-line center and nothing more, you know? Um he started Couturier in the defensive zone every shift and then got mad because he wasn't producing offense like he could have. And Couturier's come a long way. It's not like he was this player and he was just being held back. 
but I think a better coach could have brought it out of him sooner. You know, um, I think that was kind of the disconnect. It was getting the most out of those other guys. I'm just over ping pong balls, man. It's not about that anymore. It's not about getting 18-year-olds anymore. This thing is beyond that. I don't care. This is It's about the guys we do have and then bringing in NHLers this offseason. It's not about ping pong balls anymore. That part's over. Tampa Bay fans seem to be convinced that Point should sign a bridge contract. One thing I'll say, and he's not, you know, it's a, it's a different GM now, um, but Tampa has been uh, Tampa has effectively gotten all their guys to buy in and you know take the uh take the discount they've been really able to sell that hey no state tax here 41 of your games you're not going to get taxed on um yeah, they've been able to sell that they've been able to sell the idea that they've got something special and everyone needs to make a little bit less um you know so that they can keep this thing together Uh, The thing about that is they haven't won yet. And I just wonder how long they can keep pushing that, uh, hey, man, we've got something special here. You want to be a part of it, you're not going to get $12 a year. Um, And then say they win this year, all right, guys got their name on the cup. Guys got their rings. Now they want to go get paid. So I I think it could work both ways against them there. Do you think getting Coach Q before free agency begins would sway decisions of upcoming free agents because of his success? A lot of guys really like Quenville. Uh, he is very much a player's coach. Obviously, he had all the success. Uh, he's got the championships on his resume. But guys just really like playing for him. It seems that he is very much uh, a player. It's not that he won't, you know, um, I guess be hard on a guy or be, you know, be tough when necessary. But uh, it seems like players really, really enjoy playing for Q. So I do think it could be a selling point uh, for free agents. Definitely. Besides offer sheets, what else is going to be on the table for a potential lockout? Uh, The Olympics is always going to be an issue. There's always a number. um, What the hell is it called? The, uh, the escrow. I think the escrow thing is always a big deal. Um, uh, There's a lot. It's the one thing I'll say that that makes me hopeful that there won't be lost games is there is no one big thing like the 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 94 95 lockout they're trying to install a hard cap didn't work but a hard cap in a previously uncapped sport is a big deal you know 10 years later uh we get into the same thing they do in, end up implementing the cap that's a big thing um that last one, 13, 14, or 12, 13, uh, I don't know, man. It didn't seem like there was nearly as much big stuff on the table, but uh, still, uh, we had one, so I guess that's just how the, the owners negotiate. They lock out first and then negotiate. I don't fucking know. Uh, but there, there'll be some things on the table. I think the Olympics are going to be a big deal, um, not because the owners don't want to go, but because the players do and the owners know it. That's, I think that's the big, uh, it's more of a negotiating tactic than anything. Oh, you want the Olympics. What are you going to give us to let you go? I, I don't think the owners care one way or the other. Um, it's not like they lose money on it. They still play those games. It's not like the season gets shortened in Olympic years. It just stops for two weeks. Uh, they, they still they still play 80, 82 games. Um, so uh, 
I think the Olympics is more of a negotiating tactic than anything, but it's theirs because they know how much the players love it. Uh, escrow, you know, how much of a contract gets withheld uh, and then redistributed and returned to the owners uh, because of the uh, because of the way the money gets divided up at the end of the year, the 50-50 split. Uh, I think those things are going to be the biggest issues. All right, guys. Uh, actually, I wouldn't mind us personally getting Skinner. I would really, I would really like us getting Jeff Skinner. That would be cool. I uh, loved seeing his style playing Buffalo. He's doing relatively well. He's doing great in Buffalo. Um, you know, he's he's been playing with Jack Eichel, so uh, maybe he's not this good. But I want to add a center, so you know, there's there's a lot of ways he can play it. All right, guys. I said I wasn't going to do an hour tonight. We're already closing in on fifty minutes. I got to get the freaking bed. I got to work early in the morning. So that's all the time we have for you on the post game show. Thank you all so much for listening. Thanks for hanging out live. Uh, subscribe to the podcast feed. We're on iTunes, Spotify. Uh, what's the other one? Stitcher. That's a big one that I'd never heard of, but we're on. Uh, lots of people are into it. So wherever there are podcasts, just search Broad Street Hockey. Hit that subscribe button. It's really good for us that you do it. Helps us grow the show. Helps us keep it going. So please help us out. Uh, that's it. So have a great week, everybody.